As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. Cradio. Created out of love, for love. A testimony by Jess Leach at the 2018 Immaculata Mission School in Hobart, Tasmania. Was more craving um, before I was just from that, looking at burning up. Um, I was just thinking about my life. Obviously, when you share a testimony, you sort of think back over things. And I was thinking, okay, what is like? What's the great burden of my life? Like, what do I want to lift up to the Lord? And as we were praying, I felt the burden that I need to lift up, that I can really see through this train of all my life, is this burden of not of not believing that I'm lovable. You know, believing that deep down I'm intrinsically unlovable. And I think that from very early in my childhood, there was this deep yearning to be loved. And there was this great disappointment, really. Um, because my parents are beautiful. Those of you that know that I love my parents, they're, just, they're awesome. Um, but they're not God, you know? So there was this desire for infinite love that wasn't being met. And they didn't really introduce me to God. We went to Mass as a family every Sunday, and I knew that my identity was Catholic, um, but he wasn't a person. And so I never really felt his love, or, and he was a very distant, sort of opaque idea in my life. And so because of this, there was also this factor that because I didn't know he was a person, I didn't know that I was in a relationship with him. So I didn't think that anything that I did in my life impacted that relationship. I was never taught to say sorry to God, essentially. I knew that if I did something to one of my brothers or my sister, that I had to say sorry. But I didn't know that my actions also meant I had to say sorry to God. So there's this, there's this deep loneliness and unhappiness. And the only person that could have fulfilled that, God, I didn't know. And so I remember getting to primary school and I went to a tiny primary school. There were 20 kids in my primary school. Um, Three of my siblings and I were all at school at one time at one stage. So we were like 20% of the school population. (laughs) And I was really badly bullied at primary school. So the message that I was getting every day was, you're worthless. We hate you. Nobody likes you. You're awful. And so this just fed more and more deeply into this feeling of, I'm unlovable. And without that, that love of God to counter those feelings, I had nowhere to go with that. Um, and I became very depressed from about the age of 10 onwards. I thought constantly about suicide, and I just, you know, I was just very, very miserable. Meanwhile, because of this lack of formation around my relationship with God and my actions and my sins, I didn't really know anything about sin. Sin entered my life in a big way in those teenage years. And I remember early on there were these moments, these pricks of consciousness, you know, like the first time something happens, you feel uncomfortable, but then slowly just becomes numb. And it doesn't seem that there's anything wrong with anything that I was doing. So this continued, and then um, when I was 18, um, I pretty much had a breakdown, and I 
I found myself in a pretty dark place, but at the same time, it was through this that I was able to get help and get better. And I then ended up at university and I was on antidepressants and very um, energetic. <laughs> Is that the only way to describe it? It's like, like I am now, but like 10 times happier and more energetic. Uh, and all of a sudden, I made all these wonderful friends. And it was like that, that hole, that yearning for love, started to get filled, but by people. And so I sort of thought everything was okay, you know? All the sadness was gone, the pain seemed to be gone, you know? Life was great. And God, I didn't, I didn't need, it seemed like I didn't need him. I stopped going to Mass because I lived, I lived on, the, on the Gold Coast, the church was far away, I didn't have a car, this didn't seem that important. And life continued on like this. And then, I think the other thing was that I really, because God was this distant figure, it meant that nothing, like anything I did was okay. Like everything goes, basically. And yet what's interesting is that I never felt loved by this carefree, indifferent God. I never felt like he was loving. So this is where I was at. And then when I was 24, World Youth Day happened in Sydney. And at this point, I was home on the farm working for my parents um, after finishing uni. And I think that, like, I really thought my life was perfect. Like, I thought I didn't need anything. You know, sometimes you hear a story about someone who hits rock bottom and opens their heart to God. And this is not that story, you know? Um, I had this incredible time at uni. I had all these friends. I was happy. I didn't care about money, and that makes life a lot less complicated. Um, all these different things. And then I heard about World Youth Day, and I was like, no way, not my thing. I remember thinking that, I thought it would be very insincere. But I look back now and I think that, you know, I claimed to believe in God in some way, shape or form. But because I didn't know him personally, I didn't have a freedom to be in a relationship with him. Like the way these young people who come from overseas, I don't know if they even remember, but there was all these images, all these, this um, footage of them like dancing and singing in the streets. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> who does that? Um, now me. But at the time I was like, that's bizarre. So I was like, no way, not interested, right? Um, but then I just, I found myself all of a sudden just asking this question, because at the time I was reading a book about a Buddhist Quaker shepherd. Because I was kind of interested in Buddhists, and the Quakers, the Quakers, actually I remember reading about the Quakers, and they don't believe in sin, and I really liked that. Because I, I just, I think that, you know, I had been so pulled away from, like I'd never had any formation anyway. And because so many things that I'd done in my life were sinful, I think I really wanted to believe that it didn't matter. So the Quakers seemed like a good fit. Anyway, but I remember asking myself, why am I open to these other things but not the faith of my parents? And by God's really only by the power of the Holy Spirit. That was enough of a question to put me on the plane to Sydney. I didn't know anybody. I went as a volunteer. 
and there was this thing called a catechesis session and they have a bishop speaking and young people ask questions, <coughs> they have praise and worship, someone gives a testimony and they have mass. And I met some Americans and they said, oh, there's this catechesis thing, come and it was in a stadium at Olympic Park. So they went along and there was confession there in the bleachers. Now, I hadn't been to confession for about 10 years. I didn't believe in it. I didn't believe in sin, like I said. Well, actually, I had been, I'd been to confession maybe the year earlier, um, but the priest asked me a question, and I lied to him and walked out of the confessional because I thought he has no right. To, you know, he doesn't, he, he's judging me. That's what I thought, you know, that's where I was at. So um, I went to confession more out of the desire to, like, just do something different, like a spiritual tick box, you know, like when I'd been travelling, I'd go to like a black gospel church in Harlem or I'd, you know, visit some crazy cult in Boston or whatever, just for fun. So I was like, why not go to confession? Um, <laughs> and I don't really remember, I don't remember anything I said. I probably didn't say anything, you know, um, anything great because I didn't believe in what I was doing. Um, you know, but the thing is that for all those years, when I had been completely indifferent to God and had been, yeah, just completely apathetic, God had never stopped pursuing me. We have no Santa said he's like a mad lover. So that was enough of a door for God. That was enough of a gap in the door. So I went to confession, I don't remember anything about it. I walked away, I, the, the thought of the confession left my mind immediately. I wasn't in some sort of spiritual zone. I don't remember what I was thinking about. It definitely wasn't God or confession. I went to Mass, you know, Mass started in the, started in the bleachers. I sent a text message during Mass. I didn't, I didn't care about what was going on. Um, I'd never been taught that you shouldn't receive Holy Communion um, if you're in a state of mortal sin. Um, so I'd always just receive communion the times that I go to Mass with my family or whatever like that. So once again, I just went down to receive communion. But there was this, you know, this love that from before all time had been wanting to reach my heart. Um, this love like this, like the most powerful river that you can ever imagine. And all my life I'd put these sticks and these stones and then these big logs in the way. And I thought that, that life was sweet. I thought everything was great. And then suddenly in this moment, because of the grace of confession, those sticks, those stones, those logs were gone. And so for the first time, I received Holy <coughs> Communion, not knowing it, but in a place where God could let that river come into my heart. And after receiving the Eucharist, as I walked back to my seat in the bleachers, I started to shake. And you've got to remember, I've never had any sort of experience of God. Zilch, you know? He'd always been this very distant figure. There's something to believe in, but never to encounter. And suddenly I was, I was shaking. And suddenly I was overcome <coughs> with a sadness. Like, like I could never explain. Like something so deep as if you were being knifed in your gut. And then I heard the words, How could you do these things? No, I have loved you so much. And I just sat there and wept for a very long time because God, who'd always been so distant, had come, had come into my mess, even though I hadn't known I was a mess. And that experience, 
I didn't really know what to do with it. It's funny, Tom was talking about repentance. Like, I hadn't really repented, you know, in a sense. God's so merciful. I didn't even repent and he came. Um, and then, like, nothing changed after that, actually. Sins continued. I still didn't keep going to Mass. But there was this question in my head, like, there's something more. Like, I've got, I, there, I've got to look into this, I guess. And so a couple of months later, I got an email about a one-month Catholic youth retreat. Some of you have probably heard of the youth leaders formation course. And um, it was like daily mass, daily adoration, daily rosary, talks about the faith, kind of like this for one month. I was like, no way. And then that night, I, was, I remember I was in the shower and I was just like, I should go to that thing. And so I went to my dad. I was like, hey, dad, can I take a month off during harvest and go to this Catholic youth retreat? And my dad, because he's awesome, was like, yeah, sure. I was his only farmhand. Um, but I went. And the day before, I didn't go to Mass. I started on Monday, I went to go to Mass, went out with my friends, and they were like, why are you going to this thing? And I said, I don't know. I wouldn't even raise my kids as Catholic. And then I went. So you see, like, God loves the simple ones. He loves the, he loves the ones that are, like, really in trouble. If you're really in trouble, you're in the right place. Um, and it was at that, it was at that, um, that one month that I went to confession again. And this time I laid down the big stuff. And that night, after that happened, um, I had an experience of God's love during a talk by a bishop who's now passed away, Bishop Joe Gregg. But as he was speaking, I felt God's love in the most incredibly tangible way. And I knew that he had made me out of love and for love. And that burden that I had carried all my life, that question mark over my heart and my dignity and my worth, who am I? Am I worth anything? Can I be loved? That question mark turned into a giant heart. That question mark was answered completely and totally by God. I just had never met him before. I was loved, I just never met him. Never met love. And yes, it's still that journey. It's still that journey to keep turning back towards that truth um, and keep turning away from all the loneliness, all the pain, all the sinfulness. But by the grace of God, I can come back to that moment when my question mark became a love heart. So, thank you. That was Jess Leach with Created Out of Love for Love. This testimony was part of the 2018 Immaculata Mission School held in Hobart, Tasmania, on the theme Being a Disciple of Jesus. For more talks, interviews and shows, visit creatio.org.au.